The opinions expressed by the host of the show are his and his only, but we do hope you agree with those. And remember, past performance does not guarantee future results. We'll begin with a spin Traveling in the world of my creation What we'll see will defy explanation Welcome to another edition of Hobby Quick Hits. I'm John Newman, happy to be back. Looks like Wednesday's sort of becoming uh, our day. Today's show is going to be about something I did from 1992 through 1996, four years, and that's Card Store. Uh, just We're going to call this the Card Store episode. And what prompted me, honestly, uh, to actually do this episode was uh, about a month ago, maybe a little bit longer, my son, who was born in 2000, so four years after I sold my store to my partner, he, you know, he asked me, hey, hey Dad, would you ever uh, do a store again? And he's asked me before, and we've talked about it, and so him asking again prompted me sort of, the, you know, I don't talk a, little, a lot about uh, my store uh, days too much. I, I mean, I mention it, but I don't go into a lot of details on either this show or sports card nation and so uh, and it's not going to be just all about my store i'm going to just talk about kind of card stores in general from from the days when i did it and to the modern day uh where we're at now and they're they're two different species uh uh to be quite frankly you, you got to remember when i had my store uh in the 90s 92 to 96 there was no such thing as breaking, uh, you know, the only wax getting open was by us, the store owners, or people buying boxes and packs from us. There was no random team uh, breaking or pick your team breaking. It was you either bought the wax or you didn't buy the wax. There was really no in between. And so the hobby is way different now than, than then. And obviously, social media. Uh, didn't exist and uh, not in the form uh, that we have it now and uh, so I'm going to start out by kind of you know going back to my store days I'll try to stay as brief with that as possible and then get into to modern day so we opened the store in 1992 and I say we because I had a partner I'll just give his first name his name was Angelo me and Angelo became friends through the hobby uh, kind of saw each other at the at the flea market and we kind of made some deals and we kind of just you know got to know each other real well and said hey man we you know we should open up a store and we found a location eventually uh, the rent was was right and that's that's a huge thing we'll, we'll get into that and uh, I was on the second floor in the village uh, and uh, you know a lot of traffic and so we uh, we met with the the store uh you know the the landlord and and uh signed a lease we signed a one-year lease and you know then we had to we had inventory as far as as cards go and we needed showcases we needed a cash register we needed you know i our, 
already had a few accounts with some of the manufacturers. You got to remember in these days it was Tops, Donruss, Fleer, Upper Deck, and Score. And so I had uh, probably half of those accounts already from doing my shows. I was already on the show circuit. And then the other ones I had to get, you know, because they were only offering storefront accounts. So now that we were getting the storefront, we could get online with these companies and buy cases of, of wax and, and, and that sort of, sort of thing. And so we needed showcases. And we needed, you know, in a sense we had two stores because there was two owners. He had inventory. I had plenty of inventory. And then we were going to have mutual inventory. And so we had to buy showcases. And that was not as easy as we thought it was going to be. We, you know, we were hoping uh, to buy some used ones at a, at a lesser price that were in good condition. And we just had a bear of a time finding them and the ones we did find were not weren't conducive to putting uh, you know sports cards in them we found some jewelry ones that we could have finagled with and maybe got some cards in there but it wasn't good so we wound up biting the bullet and we bought i don't know if it was four or five new showcases a little pricey uh but again split uh, in two ways so uh, half as pricey as if we were going that uh, alone which we weren't me and Angelo were, were splitting uh, those costs and so we got the cases we got our, our, our open date and we had to get the word out there so we had to advertise you know especially being on the second level um, we could put out an a-frame down on the street uh, but uh, you know we didn't have we could put a sign on the building itself but you know, wasn't we didn't have a big storefront. We had a glass window, but it was inside on the second floor of the building. It wasn't window as far as where everyone could see it. So we had a, a wood sign on the outside, an A-frame that we put out, but we had to let people know we were there. So we did some heavy advertising in the paper. Um, there was actually here in, uh, in the area, there was a, a sports card sort of local magazine and so we definitely advertised in that i wound up actually writing for them i was already writing for them so i just put an ad in in there um i forgot even trader something it was called trader something i can't remember just a local publication not not like beckett or tough stuff tough stuff i used to write for but this was just a local thing and so i would write articles about the show circuit, what was hot, what was not form, and so I, I definitely placed an ad. We did like a full page ad in there. It was very, very affordable. Again, just a, a local, a local trader magazine uh, for almost like a swap sheet type of deal uh, for the local area. So uh, had that sports page of the local news, and um, I believe. We did a radio spot. I don't know if we did the radio spot for the opening. I know at some point or another we, we radio spotted uh, the store. And so we got the word out there and slowly business uh, started coming in. And we started to do, uh, you know, rather well. And so, again, there was no breaking. It was just single cards and wax on the shelf and, and boxes. And that was it. And, you know, if we opened a box that we purchased together myself and angelo we would any singles from that box would be a mutual card so for example if we bought a box 
uh, together of 1992-93 Stadium Club. And we pulled a beam team Shaquille O'Neal, which was a, a huge card at that time. We would put that in the case, and we'd have different labels. We had different color uh, price tags for, for cards. Uh, if I remember right, the blue stickers were mine. Uh, the white were mutual. Any white stickers were uh, both of ours split the money. And I think Angelo's was green. So I was blue, he was green, white was mutual owned. So if we had a card that was mutual owned and we sold it for 100 we'd obviously get $50 of each after paying taxes and you know all that we split the funds if if it was card from an individual box that he opened or a card he bought on his own uh, outside the store um, you know that was that sort of thing and it, it was it's sort of a weird uh, dynamic you know someone will come in the store with like a shoe box uh, selling cards and you know you guys buying and we would buy stuff mutually and those would become mutual cards or if he passed on something or I passed on something, but the other person was interested, we could make individual deals. So let's say I looked at some cards and I, I'm like, ah, I'm not interested. And Angelo says, well, let me see what you got there. And if he wanted them after, you know, one of us passed, he could buy them and those would be his individual cards and a price with the appropriate uh, color price tag. And so, again, we had mutual uh, inventory. Uh, individual inventory and the wax was was all mutual we didn't buy wax individually we bought our cases from tops Fleer, upper deck score donruss uh, I, I don't know if i left anyone out but uh, we were getting those factory direct had to buy them by the cases and uh, so anytime we got you know an order form from Fleer or tops or whatever we just ordered the the you got a member two guys uh and ladies uh there wasn't the products that we have now. It was pretty much, um, you know, flagship of each, and then uh, a mid tier sometimes, and a a high tier. So a lot less product to buy than in compared to in today's day and age. And uh, so it was a lot easier to buy the wax, and with less choices, everything sold. I mean, uh, you know, it could have been sort of a duddy looking product. You know, with all due respect, 92 Fleer Baseball was terrible. But because there wasn't a ton of Fleer Baseball as far as choices, it sold well. They, they, as we all know, they produced a lot of it. Uh, and that's why there's still some left. But, you know, you only had three or four different Fleer Baseball products that year. So whenever a new one came out, uh, people ate it up. And so we, we ordered pretty much everything and again that was a mutual we ordered a case from Fleer a case from Tops uh, we split whatever the costs were and those boxes and packs that were on the shelf we split the the profit uh, upon sales and so that's how we we set up the store we were doing well and we we used to once a year do a huge giveaway a uh, big sale for every dollar someone spent on this Saturday you get one ticket all those tickets get put into a big uh, tub, a big ball, and we would give away cards and gift cards and, and also a, a wax boxes. It was just a big giveaway, customer appreciation type day. We'd, we'd, we advertised that uh, on the radio, and we advertised that uh, in publication. And I tell you the truth, 
we, you know, when we did that once a year, we, that 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 day we literally there was people lined up before we even opened the doors. It was a huge uh, event uh, all day. I mean, we were busy, tired at the end, but definitely uh, a money making day. Or probably our our biggest sales day every year uh, when we did that and uh, worked and was very effective. We became one of the bigger stores uh, in the area. Uh, and then, uh, you know, three, four years, still doing fairly well, but uh, eBay came along, and, and eBay, not in the form we know it as today, it was an upstart company uh, at that point, but really getting its foothold, cards were starting to be uh, sold on there, and that, this was the days before PayPal, so you'd buy a card, you'd have to send a check or money order to the person, and then when they got paid, they'd send you the card. Remember those days, if you're... If you're my age or, or close, you, you might remember. I mean, there was no PayPal and instant shipping and, and discounted shipping and, and any of that. It was the old snail mail and whatnot. And so, uh, you know, eBay came along and, and customers were, were coming in. We had a nice customer base, but customers were coming in. And, and you know, it's kind of what we see in today's day and age. Hey, uh, that's on this eBay for... You know, ten dollars. You have it for fifteen. Can you do ten? You know, and so we were competing against this new invisible card store, in a sense. And you know, we we had a choice. You know, we either kind of matched that price. You know, I always would try to explain, hey, you know, um, you're gonna. It might be ten bucks, and you got to add shipping. You're gonna wait for it here. The card is is right here, and and so. Uh, again, you know, sometimes we would match prices, sometimes we couldn't. And, you know, we still were doing all right, but sales were definitely, you know, we kept books and, and sales were uh, on the decline slightly with this new eBay uh, on the market. And, you know, you got to remember at this time, 1995, 96, um, I'm 23, 24 years old. I'm still a young guy playing tournament softball sometimes on the weekends and a lot of my friends hey we're doing this we're going here we're going there and I always I kind of felt like I was missing out on things I always have to say oh man I, I want to go but I gotta be at the store and that's the other thing the nice thing with the partnership between me and Angelo is we if we needed a day off or you know we wanted to not come in a day we would take turns I'd say hey you know Angelo uh can you be here you know, Wednesday, uh, and if you, you know, we, we kind of make a schedule where if one of us needed to, not to be there the whole day, we, we had coverage. And, uh, so we never, you know, one thing that was a bugaboo to me is, I, you know, in going to other stores is sometimes you get to that store, right, and you see that sign on the door, stepped out, we'll return at 4 o'clock, and it's 2.30, right? And how many times I would come back to that store at 4.15, right? The sign says, we'll be back at 4. I come back at 4.15, and that sign's still there, and no one's back yet. And so I did. we didn't want to do that. We always wanted to, to honor our hours and someone be there, one of us, if not uh, both of us. He was married uh, as well. Uh, I wasn't. And so his wife, uh, Marie, uh, would also uh, run the store uh, for both of us, if need be. She was actually well-versed in, in the hobby, uh, even at that time. And so one of us three were always there, sometimes all three of us, sometimes two of us. And 
uh, we always had coverage. And so if we needed a day off, but weekends we kind of always were both there. So weekends became uh, tricky. I had to like play less tournament softball, and I was kind of missing out on things. I had to, you know, if we didn't do a mutual show together where Marie could run the, the shop on the weekend, we, we couldn't do a show. And, you know, and then eBay. And so I was missing out on some things, being a younger man at 23, 24. Angelo was older than me then. And um, I just, you know, said, man, you know, I can, I can list my stuff on eBay too, sell it that way do shows toward the northeast go to you know massachusetts pennsylvania ohio you know all around the northeast doing setting up at shows philadelphia uh you know it was a place i went uh, quite a bit and so i you know and and, and men i mentioned you know to angelo that you know if one of us you know how would we do this if one of us didn't want to do the store anymore obviously if we both didn't want to do the store that that's a lot easier because we take our stuff out we sell the mutual stuff and that sort of thing but what happens if you know one of us kind of doesn't want to do it anymore and he you know he i think he sensed it and he, he said why john you you know you're thinking about you don't you don't want to do it anymore and i said listen it's not you and it really wasn't i'm like i'm just feel like you know, I'm younger, I'm missing out on some things, my buddies want to go to this state and see this rock show, and I can't, uh, tournament softball, I've, I've had to not play, and it's not your fault, I'm not blaming you, but I'm sort of missing out on, on some things uh, being locked into the store. This eBay has come along, and uh, sales are, have declined a little bit, we're kind of competing against this invisible uh, entity, and, you know, he goes, oh, you know, uh, let's meet after work, you know, after the store day uh, in a couple of days and we'll, we'll figure this out. And, and we did. And we ordered, I remember we ordered some pizza. Uh, we, clo you know, closed the store, locked up, uh, did the tally in the register. And he goes, what, do you have any ideas? And I said, well, obviously the stuff that's yours is yours. The stuff that's mine, I can pull out and put in monster boxes and take it out of here. And you can obviously fill those holes with more of your own cards as well. Um, the mutual stuff, including the wax and the cards, we can kind of do a rough estimate and and work out a price for that. And then the other things were just the, the stuff we had to buy to open the store. The showcases, the cash register, supplies. And so we kind of came to agreement. We did all the tallying. We did it sort of on the weekend after closing or in quiet moments when no one was in the store, we, we would start writing stuff down. And at the end, we kind of came up with a figure that he would pay me. He would own all the showcases that we bought together. Cash register was his. And any of the mutual inventory went over to him. He would keep the store going with Marie, and I was free to go on with, with life. We, it was... It was no animosity we kept in contact i actually would come in sometimes and see how things were and so uh i was out of the store and doing shows playing softball uh traveling to rock concerts really sort of enjoying my early 20s uh if you know what i mean and uh i felt sort of free uh i loved my card store days 
uh, folks. I, I really did. I wouldn't change anything. Uh, but, you know, between the shows and listing stuff on eBay's, I was pretty much doing very close to what I was doing in the store. But I didn't have to be in a physical place, kind of locked in there, if you will. And as fun as that is, it's still because when you have to be somewhere at a certain time, what, what do we call that, right? Sort of a job. And so uh, I was kind of like making card money without the job part of it. You know, the show's were fun traveling and and meeting seeing different faces and and whatnot and so you know it, it, it was something i had to do at the time i wouldn't have traded the four years of the card store and uh you know that was that i got to do some things i i didn't get to do uh when i was involved in the store i stayed in the hobby like i said doing shows traveling ebay and you know, that was, I transitioned to a lot of online and show sales. And that, and that's the way it's really been since 1996. And, uh, you know, I've had other people, even besides my son that know I had that store for four years, ask me, you know, would you ever go back again? And so, you know, I'll, I'll, now I'll get to modern day stores and it's a whole different era. I mean, now you got breaking and social media and to me, to be a successful store, so here in Syracuse, where I'm at now, let me let me just say this: we have one card store in in all of Syracuse. Okay, I'm not gonna mention uh, his name. Uh, I know the owner. I'm not a fan, uh, truth be told. And I'll be blunt: I've said this on Sports Car Nation. Uh, this gentleman uh, is still in business uh, does, because his father owns the biz, bu building. His father passed away and left him the building. Uh, to to have the card store. So he has no overhead other than probably utilities, you know, uh, electric, phone bill, but that's about it. The, the There's no mortgage, there's no rent. So that's a huge overhead he's not having to pay. His, you know, I, I haven't been in there in many, many, many years, but uh, kind of known for not being up to par with the inventory in today's day and age. And so, you know, not... not not the greatest card store. If you read the reviews online of the shop, it's 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 a long list of bad. Uh, to you know, pardon my French, and uh, so there's not a lot of card stores in this area, and you know, you'd say, man, that's the perfect opportunity, John, to to do it, but you know, it's not what it was. I think card stores in today's day and age need to be more than just selling single cards and wax you, you gotta you know you know you look at all the successful and i'm gonna give some plugs here all the successful uh, card stores that well-known card stores uh in the country if you will you know uh, rbi crew mike stadium club in colorado card collector two grand sam collectibles and and i know i'm leaving someone out and i, I i'm not doing that uh intentionally but you you know a lot of these stores supplement their income uh with uh, you know uh, breaking online and to me like the overhead is what would scare me from never doing uh, a store again and number one time and I, I like i told my son if i ever did a store again jordan and that's his name uh i i, I would do it full time you can't i i, I don't want to work eight to ten hours and then go to the store 
I don't and and then be there till five to nine and then come home, shower, eat, unwind, and repeat again. I, I want to have a life outside of of work and cards and and I don't want to get in. The, that's why I got out of the store in the nineties was because it was a f spilling into my life and I couldn't enjoy things twenty year olds were doing and I was getting asked to do and could had to keep saying no. And, and an eBay factored in there too, uh, full disclosure. So I don't want to, you know, I, so I, I told my son, I'm, it has to be a full-time gig and I have to be in the right situation. And so to me, I told him, the only way I see myself ever doing a store again personally, and this is me talking, is, you know, we're about an hour, hour and 10 minutes away from Cooperstown, New York. And, and yes, I know they have, a, a, you know, some card stores there, but to me, that would be the only way that I do a card store again. It's going to be in a high traffic baseball fever city like a Cooperstown uh, where maybe you can get a, you know, a building uh, at a decent price. And, and that's another thing I'd probably do is I would just buy a building, you know, and pay the mortgage, but I own the building. I don't want, it's like renting a house and buying a house, right? You own the house. It's yours. Sure. You got to fix that. You know, something goes wrong. You got to fix it yourself, but at least you're getting something for your money. When you rent something, like leasing a car, right? And I've done that, and I do that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking it. But, you know, when the lease is up, you've paid all that money, and then you turn in the car, or you can have the option to buy. Renting, you put all that money in the rent, and then when you want to move out, you got nothing to show for it. At least with buying a house or buying a car, it is yours and, and you know, has some resale uh, capability. So I told Jordan the only way I see myself opening a store again in today's modern times is, you know, in a Cooperstown type of setting. A heavy traffic, heavy tourism, a lot of people there with, with sports fever, baseball fever, with money uh, uh, there specifically to spend it and, and that sort of thing. Here in Syracuse, uh, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not knocking where I am, but, you know, it's, it's in the today's day and age where you can get everything online, instant gratification, eBay's, the prices have come way down, uh, shipping's cheaper or, and quicker sometimes, and, you know, to do a store and have overhead and, and take that risk, to me, you got to do other stuff. You can't just open the door, put some packs on the shelf, singles in a showcase and and think uh that's gonna do it alone because I, I don't think that model works you know you look at a lot of these other stores and i mentioned they do breaks they do trade nights where they invite everyone in to bring your shoe box and your monster box work deals out amongst yourselves i think you gotta think outside the box i know a lot of card stores now sell other things and i'm not talking about even cards but like apparel and I'm not talking autograph apparel. I'm just saying they have clothing racks. And they just have different things uh, to to sell. And, you know, it's one of my flaws. If I don't know about something, I, I don't really want to get involved in it, like selling-wise and, and whatnot. And in and, and today's day and age, you've got to sell soccer cards, Magic the Game, Yu-Gi-Oh! And I, folks... I, you could hit me over the head with, with one of those and tell me it's good and I wouldn't know the difference. And, and so, and I, and, and I don't have an interest. I'm a sports fan first 
And that's how I got into cards, is, is being a sports fan first. And so I don't watch soccer. I don't play Magic the Gathering. I don't play Yu-Gi-Oh! or any of those things. I don't I don't have an interest. You know, someone said, John, you're leaving money on the table with that attitude. Maybe, but I'm selling a lot of baseball, football, basketball, and hockey cards too. So not a ton of money I'm leaving on the table. And, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. And, I, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go where I, what I know, and baseball, football, basketball, and hockey. And, and, you know, so to do a store, you've got to really open up your mind and, and expand your horizons and really delve into a lot of different things. And, you know, I'm getting older, not younger. I don't know if that's something I want to do. So if it ever happens, I, I told my son, it's going to be uh, in Cooperstown. I'll buy a building. Uh, work, you know, negotiate a deal, buy a building, maybe even where, you know, you can live uh, up, up above the store and you're, you have the store uh, during the day to run. And, and if I ever did that in Cooperstown, uh, obviously I, 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 you'd have to incorporate breaking uh, in there, uh, you know. And the other thing is I'd probably, like if you've ever been to Cooperstown, what does every card store in Cooperstown have? Other things besides cards. They have racks of clothing, hats, uh, you know, new era hats, the, the legitimate on-field worn stu stuff, uh, jerseys where people can buy. And so uh, if I ever did that, it'd be Cooperstown, and I would carry those sort of uh, apparel lines uh, as well and really kind of try to think outside the box. But uh, the days of just oh, putting the, the open sign on the front door, putting out some singles in the case, and uh, some packs on the shelf, those days are, are gone, are, to me, gone. Because all that stuff is easily obtained online at incredible prices where you've got to offer something else. You've got to offer uh, an experience to, to someone walking through those doors. You can't just say, hey, look, I have a Michael Jordan rookie. And as great as a Michael Jordan rookie is, there's thousands of Michael Jordan rookies online that available to buy if someone wants to buck up and spend the money. And so you, you got to have more than just cool cards. And, and having cool cards is great, right? As we all want cool cards, and we have cool cards. But to do a store in, in 2020, you've got you've to gotta push the envelope. You've got to be different or offer different things and and so you know what worked for me in 92 and 90 through 96 wouldn't work today i i you know while we did very well in those four years that i was there um that model would not work we, we we're it's a whole different hobby i i, I you, anyone listening to this knows it's social media and breaking the cards are different you know 92 96 we didn't have really jersey cards and autograph stuff uh, that stuff wasn't, you know, premium back then was the 1993 finest, right? That was like the big, oh my God, look at these cards. They're metal, they're thicker. They're like metal, they're thicker, right? Today we look at a card like that and like it's cool, but look at National Treasure, man. It's, look at this patch and then this autograph. Look at this one, you know, there were no one and one. It's a whole different ball game. And so what worked for me for four years in the 90s would not translate to the to, to today. If I tried that business model today, I'd be an utter failure, and I'll admit that. And uh, and I'm not saying I can't change. I know sort of what you have to do, but 
you know, my, my point is I, I want to do it. If I ever did it again, I'd want to do it full time. I wouldn't want to work and do it and have my whole day just consumed with two jobs, you know. I don't want to work two jobs. Uh, you know, some days I don't want to work one job. That's what vacation time is for. So you get that break or you travel somewhere and get away and decompress and enjoy time on the beach or whatever your thing is. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to get in a situation where I resent a hobby or I don't like the cards anymore. And I think, you know, doing a job and then opening a store, for me, it's just, you know, I enjoy just going on my deck with a cigar and a beer and, and not have anything t pressing. Just, you know, close my eyes and listen to music and, and you know, have my stogie with me and, 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 and you know, that downtime. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm at 47 years old. I don't know how long I'm going to live, you know. I did the mortality show. I was on Dr. Beckett's show about that. You know, if I live to 70, I don't I, that's that might, that might be uh, wishful thinking. That's 23 more years. I want to sort of in, enjoy whatever that is. And uh, hopefully I lived to 85. I don't know. But, uh, you know, you, you don't know. And so I, I don't want to be grinding, you know, 18 hours a day and sleep for six. And uh, God bless those who do. Uh, honestly, and I'm not, you know, being derogatory. I just... I just can't do it. I don't want to do it. I kind of did that stuff. You know, when I when I had my store, uh, I worked a part-time job too and, and did that. And, and then did softball and traveling and did some shows. And so I was never home. Um, and I, I just don't want to get in that. Uh, you know, it's easier to do when I was 22, 23. I, I can't pull that off anymore. I'm not. I'm not that guy. I don't have that virility anymore god bless you if you do and uh so you know th that's my answer when when my son asked the question and so uh probably not gonna happen unless all the stars uh, align right for those out there that are in successful stores you know kudos to you uh i think doing it in today's day and age is a lot harder than when i did it in the early 90s so my hat's off to you guys i you know what I did in the '90s won't, wouldn't work uh, today, store-wise, and so uh, it's just uh, the, to me the stars would have to be uh, again aligned right. And uh, you know, I mentioned with my son too, if we did that, and depending on where he is with his life, we could work together. I mean, you know, but uh, again, I told him go to college and and make a career for yourself. And cards is is probably uh, not not it okay if you want to do cards uh as a supplemental income that's what i do and and let's be honest or i'll be honest 2020 has been absolutely insane and never expected it and 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 i won't expect that in 2021 i i won't uh, i don't i'm not conceded to that level or cocky i've seen i've been in this industry hobby if you will uh 30 something years uh, i've 
had great years. I've had good years. I've had bad years, right? This is a great year. Next year could be a good year. Next year could be a bad year. Next year could be great again. I, I don't know. I wouldn't have predicted 2020 uh, the way it's it's played out. So uh, you, you just never know. And, and again, when you get into these situations, these are financial things. When you have rent and overhead, you know, it's like buying a house, right? You know, you watch all these shows where the, the people are, are house shopping. They're, they're reality TV shows. And the, the realtor says, okay, what's your budget? And they're like $250,000. And then they show them, you know, looking at four houses, right? And then they have to pick one at the end of the show, right? And and then sometimes the realtor says, I know your budget's 250 but this house is great. It's 300 Let's At least look at it, right? It's sort of that thing. Do you want to get in where the pressure is really on? Like, man, I, I want to do this, but... I could be upside down in this and in a bad financial shape uh, afterwards. And, and so cards are fun. Card stores are fun. I, I won't argue with that. It's the same argument I make with opening wax. I, I'll never tell you opening packs left and right isn't some of the most fun stuff you can have in the hobby, right? And then the music and stops, right? All the rappers are on the floor. You got a stack of cards. You spent... You know, four figures opening all these packs or the case. And then you look at what's really left and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to make my money back, right? It was fun opening it. Same thing with a store. It's fun. It's fun interacting with customers. And then, you know, are you going to be able to pay your bills? Overhead is, is huge. And, you know, even when I had my store in the 90s, um, we got a really decent deal uh, with the overhead. And again, I had a partner. So everything was cut in, in half, you know. When we spent, and I don't even remember for sure, I don't know, $3,000 on showcases for, for six showcases, it only cost me $1,500 and, and Angelo $1,500. If I would have went in that store solo, that's three grand, right, rather than $1,500. And so, you know, that's, that, that's a factor too. If you're going in solo, everything is you right you ain't looking behind you hey we splitting this there's no one there standing there to help you out um and so it's a different era in the card hobby and i'm not complaining i love the hobby why do i do all the podcasts and the content i do because i love the hobby but i'm also wise to the financial aspect of what we're dealing with and so as much as yeah someday i'd love to do a store again right uh, but I, for me, it had to be full-time. I could not split any duties between a job. So I guess maybe, you know, I could do a store when I retire. I don't know how long I'm going to live after I retire, though. That's, you know, not to be morbid. But, you know, and maybe when I retire, I want to go somewhere, you know, warmer. And, and, and maybe Savannah, Georgia, and live out uh, the rest of my years some, somewhere like that. So, um I don't know. I'm just speaking from, from my experience. Again, going back to sort of what I, where I was before I went off on a little tangent. To the stores that are doing it and making it and successful, hats off to you. Because, again, I think it's harder to do in today's uh, economy and day and age and the way the hobbies change. I had it fairly easy. You know, not a lot of products. I got in a good deal with overhead split in half so costs were cut in half and we did well if, again that model would probably not necessarily work 
today. And so, uh, you know, for those guys that are and, and ladies that are doing it, and uh, again, kudos to them. It's not easy, and you know, the competitions, you know, more fierce because you have more online selling platforms for people to buy their wares from. The ComCs, the Star Stocks, eBay's, Sport Lots, right? I was just competing with eBay and the other card store that was two miles away. That was it. Two people. And eBay, not at first. I mean, when we first opened the store, it was just the other card shop, right? Now you're competing against all the... And then we got websites, right? You got individual websites. At Newman Sports Cards, I sell quite a bit of cards from that website. And so that's, that's in a sense... A store without walls. And so to do a store in today's day and age, you know, you really, you got to have a little luck. You got to be smart and you got to have a little luck too. I, I don't think just being smart is actually enough anymore. I, I think you're going to have to get in uh, to the right situation and, and, and have a couple things bounce in your favor too. And, uh, you know, and listen, again, as someone who, started working in a card store at 14 years old and then opened his first one at 20 card stores will always have a place in my heart i love them i'm sad that we have a lot less in 2020 than we did in 1992 and we do i don't care what anyone tells you there are a lot less in 2020 there's more people in the hobby there are a lot less card stores Okay, there's a difference. There's less brick and mortars uh, now than in, in 1992 when I first opened mine. There might be more people in the hobby, but less card stores. Card stores will always be near and dear to my heart. Uh, I, I root for anyone that's opening it up. Uh, you know, I've said to anyone I know that's opened a card store, uh, you ever want to ask me anything, you know, again, what worked in 92 may not work uh, in, in, in 2020, but some of the business acumen that I do uh, just have in, in general, not, not even so much for my store days, but just still being a seller in today's marketplace, uh, I may be of, of some assistance there. But again, that's just kind of my view on the card store. What made me do the show, uh, like I said, was the, the few times my son, would, would bring it up and, and just thinking about how the landscape has changed from 1992 to 2020. So uh, follow your dream. I don't want to be, a, I'm not a dream crusher. Uh, you know, uh, go for it. Uh, you know, uh, put in the work, do your research, do your homework. And, uh, you know, I, I hope you're a success. I, I root for people. I'm, a, I'm a, a people person. I root for people. It's a really bad look. To not root for people. That's that's usually something internal, not right with you. You're just an unhappy person who just rooting for other people to be unhappy. I try not to really do that, um, and so and I don't. And so if you're opening a store, thinking about opening a store, you're running a store existing, I'm rooting for you. I come from a card store background. Uh, I think they're important to the hobby. They're a bridge to the past, and uh, I never want to see a day, and we, we'll never have a day like that, but I never want to see a day where everything is just online and you can't walk in somewhere and have that card in in your hand. And I, I know we have that at shows. Obviously, with the pandemic going on, that's not uh, the way it used to be, but there's something about going to a card store 
talking with the store owner, whether you're talking about, hey, man, did you see Luca last night or whatever, you know, man, Jose Abreu did three home runs. You got any of his cards? What do you got for rookies? You know, uh, and he, pull, he points you to a section in the showcase. Hey, here's some Abreu stuff right in this area. Here's some. Here's where I keep my Lucas. I hope we always have those opportunities. Stores are important. They, they still are important, even in the online commerce world. They're just, they are for, for socialization, uh, having that stuff, instant gratification right there. We don't have to wait, you know, three to seven days or longer for something to come uh, via the mail that you ordered online. And, uh, you know, I, I root for, for everyone uh, that's doing it, going to do it, or is doing it. So that being said, we went long today. I apologize uh, if you were thinking we were going 20 minutes. We uh, we times that by two, but I appreciate you uh, listening. I hope you found things interesting. If you enjoy the show, as always, please give us a positive review if you're so inclined. And again, thank you for hanging with us today. We'll see you on the next Hobby Quick Hits. Tell me, me. Bum, 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 bum. Uh.